Survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Bradley has waited. Curry Webb is the five-time Australian Open champion. Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He's done it at last. Greg Norman. Stonehaven Cup. Leishman to 11 under. And we've got a new leader, kids. Here is Adam Scott. A life changer. Coming up next, you have unrestricted access to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. G'day everybody, welcome to Inside the Ropes, episode number 77. Uh, lucky for some. No, that's League's 11, isn't it? Now, what is lucky for some, Hazy? Uh, Mark Hayes, hello to you. Hello, Murray. Oh, you, actually, you're a... I'm a fairly proficient bingo caller. Yeah, what is this? Weird. Uh, all, that's just all the sevens, 77. 77, okay, yeah. but all seven, 77. So what's lucky for some? Um, um, lucky for some. Isn't there a... Yeah, there is. Uh, lucky for some, 13. Is it? I think it might be. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Uh, anyway, 77 <laughs> represents... There's no uh, telling where we start this no. show. I actually listened back, and this is, you know, as you're about to say, um, you know, this is our last show. So I was listening back to, to gain some highlights. Some of the crap that we go on with oh, at the yeah. start of shows, it's yeah. really... It's got a lot of sort of uh, stench about it, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, no, it's a, we, we have a, a, a slow lead-in. <laughs> I like to think that it um, we can only go up yeah. after the... The um, immediate preamble. Yeah, um, set a low base. Yeah, and exactly then climb right. Everything else is good after that. Um, <laughs> so it is our last show for the year, as Hazy's uh, just mentioned. So we're going to. It's just he and I in the studio today. Minji Lee is going to be our special guest, and what better way to yeah, finish the year? Um, this arguably our most well, not arguably our most successful golfer of the year, mm. um, and we've been. Uh, trying to get her, and she's been um, delaying us till the end of her season. Not in a bad way, just saying, yeah, I'm happy to come on. So. Um, we're thrilled to have a um, number six in the world, I think, as we speak, Andy, and, yep. and, and Jet. So really excited to talk to her later on. Can't wait. Uh, we're going to hear from most of the regular contributors to the show. There's been a couple of holdouts. <laughs> Clearly, the budget didn't uh, stretch uh, deep enough for Falconer and Huggin to contribute something to us in a physical sense. They're here in heart and soul, but Very they've given much. us no voice, which yeah. is disappointing. Well, it's my fault because I forgot to send the email to, to Justin <laughs> Falconer, so he's going to kick, kick, kick my butt for that. But Huggy was given the offer but couldn't quite find a studio in Scotland to send us something down the pipe, but they're here in spirit. Hey, Huggy, uh, just, Huggy just wanted to point out, Andy, while I remember this, that uh, – he did make the grandiose statement that anyone who beats Matt Kuchar at the Australian Open would win. Yes. And it proved to be correct for about 40 people. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's a pretty good point. So just while we're patting people on the back um, for getting things right from a tipping perspective, not that we're encouraging people to gamble uh, who listen to Inside the Ropes, but should they choose next year to do so, there's, there are two members of the team who did actually steer – uh, our magnificent audience to winners this year. Correct. And they're in the room right now. It is remarkable. We've, we've sorted the wheat from the chaff. <laughs> it is true. The tipping chaff. Um, I actually was, and going back through this, I'd forgotten, I actually tipped two big winners, Andy. Abraham Answer being one. <laughs> Abraham Answer at the Aussie uh -huh. Open. Yeah. 
Uh, and I also tipped Connor Fuchs to win the Australian Junior Championship. Yeah, there wouldn't is, have been. You couldn't have gone on, I don't reckon. That's off Broadway, isn't it? That is off Broadway. But, but there's uh, no punting available on that. I wouldn't have thought. No, probably not. But I mean, the big one was you in in a major championship. Sixty six to one. She was that, too. That was phenomenal. And of course, we're referring to the Women's British Open and your girl, Georgia Hall, who uh, saluted beautifully, um, and should could have been one of the um, my three standout stories of the year. So. Um, we're going to hear from, as we said, we're going to hear from the other contributors and they're going to have their final thoughts on the year as they, I hope, wish you all a, um, a festive Yuletide and a safe and happy new year. And if they don't, let us on their behalf do that here and now. We'll do it right at the very end as well. But um, let's work our way through, because there's still other bits and pieces going on at the moment. So before we get to our kind of three standout moments of the year, um, we're recording this on Wednesday morning. It is Wednesday, isn't it? It is. Uh, in the kind of mid-morning uh, here in Melbourne town, about 120 kilometres down the road at Myrna Links, um, the PGA Tour School is on in earnest. 70, 70, how many, about 76 players turning it up down there, there yeah. or thereabouts. Yeah, roughly. Um, this is arguably, if you're in the area and you're listening to us early and, you, and it's not Saturday yet, you should go along and see this. This is arguably, these tournaments, and we said this a few times on the way through, yeah. Making the cut on a Friday afternoon and playing for a job the next year, this is when you really find out what pressure looks like. And yeah. there's 76 players of various kind of, you know, areas of their career strata who yeah. are down there trying to do just that. Pressure's not a 10-footer um, to win $2 million in your fourth major. It's pressure. not the match. Pressure's not the match. No, no, pressure's certainly not the match. Um, pressure is canning an 18-inch putt. When your next mortgage payment's due, and your and your kid's got to go to the doctor, and um, if you don't make this part, you'll be uh, waiting tables next year at the Bo Morris Hotel. That's what pressure is. Yep. Um, hello to everyone at the Bo Morris Love Hotel. Love the Bo. Is the Bo still around? Isn't it? I assume so. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's real pressure. Um, you know, we we talk about stuff at the major level and. It's inconsequential compared to what these guys are going through down there. So we wish them best of luck and couldn't agree with you more. If you can follow that around and know what's going on, mm. um, which is the catch with a, a lot of media attention on it, um, yeah, it's gripping, pulsating golf. Good players too. I mean, you oh, have yeah. scanned through that list. There are guys who have been on um, Eisenhower Cup teams. There are guys who have shot 58 last week at a yeah. Hillsville Pro-Am. There are guys who have contended in Australian major championships um, there's a lot of good players who are turning up. I think up Nathan there. Green's down there, so we've got a you know Green winners on the well, there you go. the US tour and yep. um, you know it's, it's there's so many great stories down there. So you know, I, I, hopefully we'll get to hear another one. Um, mm. I don't think Bryden made it through, did he? I don't think he did. Our, no. our man Bryden McPherson, no. who was full of confidence last week, going down to the the um, second to last stage, the penultimate stage of the Q School. Um, maybe he was kneecapped by the guy who was 61st on the... Oh, maybe he did. I was looked at his scorecard because I scanned the day at the end of that day and I think, and I stand to be corrected, but I think he missed by two right. and he had a double on 16 or 17. Oh. Now, I don't know what order he played. He might have played the back first, but yep. on 16 or 17, I think he had a seven on a par five uh. and I think he's missed by a couple. So, you know, he feels it and, you know, He's a friend of ours, and yeah. um, we're thinking of him, and um, it has got to stay. But we know that he's a good enough player. He's just got to find a way of – like so many of these guys, they're good enough players. They hit the ball well enough. He's got to find a way of 
yeah. working their way through the matrix that, that is, um, presents itself to these guys. He's a guy who's nearly won the Australian Open. He's you know high up in the British Am and hey, that Georgia that Georgia University team that he played in, he was playing ahead of guys who have since then gone on to win on the PGA yeah. Tour. So. Um, you know, he, he's got, he's got, and he knows it and we know it and everybody knows it. He's got the game. He's just got to find a way of, you know, making it all happen. Huge feedback last week to his, um, thoughts about, which I suppose, actually he, he was so influential. I love Bryden. So do I. Um, his thought processes are so different to, you know, the, the bland stuff that runs through my head and occasionally yours, Andy. Uh, no, to... yours is anything but bland, hey? <laughs> but he, he comes at things from a different way. And, you know, I've ranted often enough on this show and he his take wasn't to rant. It was to reflect and, and, and adapt based on what we see rather than, you know, abuse what we see, which I think was, in hindsight, I mean, we praised him afterwards, but um, the feedback to that from last week was off the charts to mm. me. Like, I... So many people say to me, how good's Brian McPherson? And you need to get him involved with Golf Australia decision-making processes and things like that. You know, if the show has done nothing else, it's given a, another avenue for a really clear-thinking young man to voice his opinion, and I think that's fantastic. Oh, and you know what? The more players who have been on the front line competitively and have seen it, uh, the more who have got the capacity to think about it assess it, and then maybe offer yep. alternatives um, that are worth thinking about, uh, they're to be encouraged. Absolutely. So, um, no, he's, uh, he's a beauty. Um, the web.com uh, final stage was oh. last week. Now, there's some great news here. Now, we've been watching and following Jamie Arnold for a long time. We have. Um, and he shoots 61. I don't know how many rounds they played. I don't know what round it was. They played four, and he did it in round two. two. So, shoot 61 to... He would have had to sort of burp all over himself thereafter not to finish inside the top 40, 40. which got him status, and top 10 gets them, you know, heightened levels of status. So he finished well and truly inside, I think, in a tie for 25, alongside another one of our great mates here who dropped in one day in the studio, Brett Coletta. Another great, clear-thinking young man. Mm. And, I, you know, this this is um, this is not to deride... Jamie Arnold, 61 in any way, shape, or form. That's unbelievable at any stage. Brett Coletta, though, woke up somewhere around 70th mm. on the last morning of the Q School. He woke up in that position knowing that he had to climb 30 spots and that the field, the course he was playing was very conducive to low scores. It was the same one that Arnold shot his 61 out, and they've been lighting it up all week. And a little <laughs> great man came out and went absolutely bananas and shot a 63 and got through to the same level as, as yep. uh, Jamie Arnold, tied 25th. What a day. What a day to earn. I think he's earned 12 starts, maybe. Yeah, maybe I think that's right. Yep, 12 yep. or 8. Yep. Uh, on the, at um, least 8. At least 8 yeah. to start the web.com uh, 2019 season. Mm. Then he'll get re-ranked and then he'll be away. And he's just he's sort of like Bryden and like so many others, just needs a place to happen and he'll be mm. away because he's that good. But um, 63, Andy, under yeah. the gun on the last day of the Q school. That's awesome. That's what it's all about, yeah. you know, that, and that's the sort of stuff that, who knows? Like in in ten years' time, if he you know continues on, you know, this upward trajectory that we hope is in front of him, and he's we think that it could be, yep. um, he might look back at that round and yep. go, "That was the day that I realised that under the cosh, when I had to get it done, I could get it done." You know, I can't read out what he texted me back to oh. me. <laughs> I wish I could, um, but normally he's very reserved, um, and I've. 
texted him in congratulations yeah. and he said the most, you know, outrageous, like I'm in a party mode sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Good uh, on him. Just great, great young fella. Good on him. Uh, Min Woo missed by a couple. Uh, he's, he'll live to fight another day. A couple of Kiwis. I know we've got a huge audience across the ditch. Timmy Wilkinson and Steve Elker, who just keep on keeping on. You know, How old Steve Elker? Well, they've both been around forever, haven't they? They've they both, have. Elker and Wilkinson have just been around forever. I reckon Elka must have lost a you know, match play event to Bobby Jones at one stage. Well, I think he you're probably been, right. He has been at it for that long. Good uh, on him. That's a, that's a great achievement. It is. Uh, Louis, who stays and wins for the first time. Can you believe it's been nearly three years? Has it really? Yeah, I read that somewhere. I just think he feels like the guy that wins yeah. every year somewhere. But apparently it's been a nearly, three, nearly a three-year drought for him. So he's, he's, he's the Adam Scott of South African golf. Mm. You look at him go, wow, oh, he's just playing well. He's just yeah. going well because yeah. his swing looks pure and he always doesn't look flustered. and That's amazing. I didn't have no yeah. idea that it was three yeah. years. Yeah. I don't think he has ever been flustered, by the way, even probably without not. winning. I don't think he's ever been flustered, has he? So, probably not. And that probably goes a fair way to helping him get to um, Royal Melbourne next year for the President's Cup. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anytime these guys at that level have a win, mm. you can start sort of penciling them into Ernie L's team. Well, you know, you sit here and you just, without even really crunching numbers... You think you'd you'd want to have Louis Stazer on that team? Absolutely. You know, yeah. you know he's world class and he's not going to be. He's going to play Royal Melbourne well. Yeah. Um, he wants to be in the same team underneath Ernie Els. You know that's going to be a great relationship. So, um, righto. Uh, Minji Lee's not too far away from joining us. Uh, we're going to hear from our good friends who have participated on the show. But before you get to them, your three or our three favourite. Golf stories of the year or golf events of the year. Can, it's hard to put the adjective on favourite because we could go for, you know, the biggest stories yep. or we could go for the story the most influential the most, yep, yep, yep. or just the ones that tickled our own fancy. I know, um, I don't know what, which ones you're going to choose, Andy, but the top one for me, maybe we alternate here. Yeah, sure. Um, we can agree with one another, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 uh, I mean, it's going to be hard for me to look back at any stage, regardless of this show and golf and whatever, to look back at 2018 without thinking about Jared Lyle. <laughs> yep. um, in listening back to some of the programs we did, I I sat with a sort of a tear in my eye listening to when he came in and co-hosted, which was in late March. <laughs> yep. And there's just no sense of what's happening at all um, in his body. So um, that was it was awesome to hear because that was the real him. And mm. we'll all, I'm really this is the great thing about this show. One of the great things about this show to me is that we document people's thoughts and processes, which you know often go unnoticed. Um, that was awesome to hear his voice. And then obviously your interview that you did with him on um, SEN Radio in Melbourne um, was sort of the you know turned out to be the start of the end. And then mm. the thing that I did with him in Royal Melbourne Hospital, which was unbelievable, next, next door to the end, and yep. the to listen back to those things, um, yeah, it's gut-wrenching. Our heart goes out to Bryony and the girls, as we've said a hundred times, um, but already, um, and, you know, you, you do look for, as your football club's coach says, Andy, you do look for green shoots. Yes. The green shoots are emerging from what's happened with Jared in, in that um, as much as we'll never replace him, some of the things that have happened over the Australian summer and, for that matter, the North American summer, uh, to honour him, um, and what will happen in the future with Challenge and, and the Girls Foundation and all that sort of stuff, I think has been a great example of the Australian golf community's power and will to help. And um, you know, you know, Brian better than m most of us, uh, to see the way that she's picked herself up in the last couple of weeks and she's been inviting us to kind of follow her um, sort of restorative journey and, um, 
uh, on social media, she's a force of nature, that woman. Like she's not going to she, – she's in let's celebrate. You know, I'm sure she still has her moments of devastation and despair, but – Let's celebrate this guy. Let's celebrate the life. And I'm going to I'm going to dig through stuff and look what I found and look what I'm wearing and look what we're doing. And yeah. this is all to um, to honour the life, you know, Absolutely. and keep him alive. You know, she she made a, a she's already told people that we're going to try and do the book that we've been uh, rabbiting on about for a year now. Um, she's made the decision to put it out into August. Yep. Um, on the anniversary of Jared's death next August in 2019, we'll launch the book. Um, and she's already reached out. I'm sure she won't mind me saying this to the um, oh, what's the, is it the Wyndham Championship? Yeah, the Wyndham Championship, which is I think maybe the week or so before that, um, which is where um, that was the tournament that went yellow yeah. for Jared yep. this year. And they're going to help launch the the book over there Fantastic. in the states and Brilliant. and make that tournament about Jared, which I think again shows his reach and and also what she's doing to you, to to what you were saying. Well. He, he so so that that overarches everything that. Um, you know, we will remember in 2018, obviously, um, on a, just on a golf course, the, the Ryder, the Ryder Cup was the thing. Yeah. I, I found myself thinking about it in the lead up to it during the day when I, no matter what I was doing that day, I couldn't wait to get home and get the kids out of the way and just get in a little cocoon <laughs> in, the possible way. in the nicest possible way and just absorb it. And I know there's, there was criticism of the golf course. I know the purists, don't necessarily think it's a great course, but I'll tell you what, it made it was a great event course and a great stadium course. And particularly the, the first couple of holes out and the last handful of holes in around the water, it just was so dramatic. And um, I think we're all happy that a, a relatively unlikable American team got no, knocked over by a highly likable European team that went in serious underdogs. Um, I think it was just a... It was a fantastic golf yarn. It was. I think there's some aunties it. and grandmas of that American team who aren't in favour of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was amazing, and 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 100 concur with um, you know with thoughts on the course. I mean, mm. it's not a purest course by any stretch, but the bumps, just like Augusta, it gives the crowd a chance to <sighs> elevate themselves over the play a little bit with the bumps and hills and the attitude that uh, the atmosphere rather that generates is is enormous. Um, I think that's that event has gone beyond golf. Mm. It's now a must-watch sporting thing, I, and that's amazing to think. From maybe was it rough, roughly 1980 when mm. when Europe came in, or maybe around 1980 anyhow, when Seve tried to put that thing on the map, and now continent within two generations has come on board, and it's now a global event. Yeah. I, I just yep. think that's incredible. He <laughs> he, uh, your uh, next. Well, I'm. Oh, this is a this is a tough one to talk about uh, in not in a Jared way, but in a different way. It's hard to sort of physically document this. But um, you and I have spoken about it at length, and I'm really proud of what Vision 2025 fantastic already is, but it definitely will become. And we're laying we've laid the foundations um, of getting women and girls involved in golf better, more often, um, without prejudice. Um, the, the things that are happening in the back rooms are many and varied. Uh, I just hope that everyone who's listening to this takes something out of what we've been saying back to their club and tries to make it happen. And I had a really interesting email. This is the best thing, Andy. I get weird emails, not weird, weird just that people are consumed and passionate enough to write to me about it. Um, someone suggesting that um, their club, and I won't name the club, but 
is building a library, which you know most people are really happy about, but he's filthy about it because they're not building a crash. Well, um, and yep. it's a really it's good a, thought. It's a great thought because traditionally a- we've had these cognac sipping, mm-hmm. cigar smoking rooms where people go and pretend that they're reading books that have been there since the 16th century. Well, how out of touch is that with modern society? In it? I don't know that sounds beautiful to a few people listening. I'm sure, um, but it's if we can have that progressive way of thinking that that email illustrated to me, um, then I'm, I'm all for it. And, and to see at not only the elite level, the women of the ALPG tour and the LPG tours who are Australian buy in, but right down to the grassroots level, I think we'll see some amazing stuff in the next few years. And Shiloh Curtis, um, speaking of forces of nature. She is one of those, mate. Yeah, yeah she is. You know, the crash idea. What about this for an idea? If you're, Knocking down a clubhouse or building a new one or thinking about extending, and I know you're, you're very proud of what your golf club does in this space. What about what about building a crash? It doesn't have to be attached to the clubhouse. So the cranky old fellas who don't want to hear a kid's voice will hear kids' voices. Set it aside somewhere. Pick an unused spot of your golf club, if you happen to have one, of your golf, somewhere on the block of land. How about this as an idea? Build a crash. Build a room that can be used by the kids of mums or dads who want to come and play golf on, say, a Saturday morning or a Wednesday afternoon or whatever it might be. Let them organise the teacher, the nanny, the babysitter, whoever, but give them the key, unlock the door for them, let those let the kids enjoy the ambience and environment of the golf course, get comfortable around the golf club. While mum and dad goes and plays golf for four hours, comes back, grabs the kid, takes the kid in for lunch, and then goes home. Or dad takes the kid down on Saturday morning, sticks him in the crash with the other dads who are time poor and can't get away to play enough golf. They give the mum, if or the dad, the old, whichever, you know, whichever yeah. way it works, they give the partner the morning off. They can go and do their Saturday morning thing while the kids are looked after in a fantastic, safe environment. They feel comfortable around the golf club, which and they grow into the place, and it becomes part of their life. Wouldn't that be a great addition to more golf clubs around Australia, around the world? Win now, win in the future. Oh, God, of course. You I know, think the crash idea, I mean, it's just an email. It's a great um, idea. Whoever sent it to you, I applaud so the his thinking. Name, his name is... William Hards. Well, good on you, Bill. I reckon it's a great <laughs> will. I hope it's it's a great idea. I think it's outstanding. Yeah, it's progressive. Just, you know. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. It's just that sort of thinking that's not the traditional regimented golf club yeah. thinking. And well, how many weird. people do you know who feel uh, intimidated by golf clubs? Well, the more I have this conversation, the more I'm learning that to be true. Because my my mum and dad, but mainly my dad, took me to the course. It was Tawanton in Queensland. Yeah, great, when I was, when great I was, friendly golf club. Yeah, and yeah. I, I had, there were five cent um, lemonades and raspberries, a wonky old pool table. Um, we got to play five hole comps when the when the main field went away. So I grew up thinking, oh, how cool are golf clubs? Yeah, I yep. wasn't intimidated at all. No, but and so my my mindset is that's what golf clubs are to people. The exact opposite is actually true. It's like I'm one of the extreme minority with two or three, five maybe percent of people, let alone girls, they'd be you know, oh, God, negligible no. number, yeah, yep. that just never set foot in clubs because uh, that's that place where you know, you're know not really made to feel welcome. Mm. I feel really awkward there. I can't wear what I want to wear. And we've said it all before. Um, 
I had a great chance to chat to Rebecca Artis um, during the week at the Vic Open launch at Cadinia Park. And, you know, she tells stories that it wasn't for her brothers and stuff. She wouldn't have been around a golf course. That's an LPGA Tour player yep. we're talking about. Yep. Um, it, it, it's quite amazing how many people – well, I, I sound incredulous there. It's quite amazing to me how many people don't feel welcome, but it's more amazing to them that I feel welcome. That's, does that make sense? It does. I know exactly what you're talking about. And we've yeah. really got to address that. Let's change it. And this is where, getting back to the starting point for all this, is where Vision 2025 yeah. has got a really important role to play yeah. in just reshaping you know, the personality of golf and what it feels like yeah. um, and so, you know, going forward. So, so you mentioned my club, which is Curlewis on the Ballerine Peninsula in Victoria. The, the range is something I'm very proud of, yeah. what they've done this year down there, Lindsay and David Sharp, the owners, and all the people involved. It's, it's patronised largely by a female, young female audience. And guess what that's doing, Andy? They're bringing young fellas down. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. So yeah. it's not only getting girls involved, but it's getting the young, com, you know, young yep. generation involved. And it's, and it's, you know, it stands to reason and it's logic. And if everyone can take one little you know, microscopic thing out of this and go and employ it at their club and see what happens when the momentum kicks in. He <laughs> couldn't agree with you more. Um, Jan, one of my favourite things, uh, again, the second favourite thing for the year, and th- these are not the headline grabbers from around the world, but you and I have been banging on about hashtag golden era for a long time. Yeah. Um, there were three names, and there, you could add a whole lot more into it, but I'm gonna, these are, these are kind of like the... Captain, vice captain, deputy vice captain, I reckon, almost <laughs> of the golden era team. Yep. Almost of the golden era team. And you can put him in any order you want. Cam, the two Cams, Smith and Davis, and Lucas Herbert. Now, uh, you, chuck another one if I'm missing one here. But What about a soon to be on their guest? Oh, well, of course, God, I'm Minji Lee. Jeez, of course. <laughs> that's disgraceful. Thank you, Vision 2025. Um, Minji Lee, Suo, others. Yeah. Th- this is what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, this is, we, and, and, in the wake of, you know, we, you've spent you've spent far too much time the last two years talking about Hannah Green. <laughs> in the wake of all of these, the three or four that we've just mentioned, yeah. there are times three or four on their heels who are being inspired by them. So they can do it. We played against them. It's not that far out of my reach. If he can do it, if she can do it, I can do it. Um, there's we, there's a there's a very exciting um, little wave of of Australian world-class golfers coming through at the moment, and they're very different, the three of them, uh, the way they, the four of them, the way they play, um, but they're all equally as watchable, and they're all pretty good. So, Do you know, in listening back, this is actually really adding to your point, I reckon, Andy, in listening back to these shows, to try and do some highlights, earlier in the year when Jason Day won, you anointed him, you, you don't even remember. I, it was I do, a, yeah, I do. You anointed him the captain I know, of the, yeah, the and, Golden Era and team. I did, I did. And, and I think that's a very like arguable point at yep. the time. Like You can prosecute that, no worries at all. Um, it's really instructive to me where we've gone in the last six months. Yeah, I think this is a good point. Yeah. Um, you know, we've because we've, when Jason Day was winning the 2015 USPGA Championship, the world's his oyster and mm. he's going to be the one who leads us through this. Well, that hasn't, sorry about that, that hasn't materialised so much. Um, you know, in the next couple of years, he's done well without being a you know a rock star, and we're always clearly looking for a rock star, male or female. But um, he's got some competition coming yes, up in the Review Mirror, yeah. and, and and they're coming fast. Mm. Well, we were there at Augusta. Now he didn't win, and but how excited! How exciting was the last? 
<laughs> nine or ten holes. Well, Leish was in the middle of it all, but yeah. the last nine or ten holes of Cam Smith in that tournament this year. I know we're all focusing on, yeah. but how exciting was that? Listen, shiver up my spine. Yeah. On, oh, you don't forget that stuff. No. And he starts rolling them in, <sighs> and he starts thinking, you know what, I can do this. Yeah. And, yep. it, and if it goes on, if it was a 75-hole tournament, yeah. who knows? Yep, yep. Um, what, so he's, well, he's 25. Yeah. He's almost he, – well, he – He's got close in a U.S. Open. He's gone close in a U.S. Masters. Uh, he's going to go close in a lot of them, I reckon. Yeah, how many, if he gets any of them, time will tell. They're hard to win. Only yeah. give out four a year. They're extreme. Sometimes one bloke wins two in a year. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they're hard. To, they're hard to win, and these guys are hard to beat. Yeah. But um, he's he's trending in the right direction, uh, along with a couple of others. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, G's got yeah, majors flaring in her eyes. I reckon. Yep. My third one, Andy, because we could talk about the other one all day, yeah, yeah. is actually this podcast, and I'm clearly very biased. Um, and we all battle against, as as golf as a sport, just like every other sport too. We're no different than any other sport except for the, the top end of town, the NRL and the AFL, and to a lesser extent, netball, mm-hmm. a much lesser extent, um, grasping for airtime. And the key to me, as I've said for a thousand years to anyone who will listen, is you've got to tell stories to make people know who the people are so that they're interested in following them and, and engaging how they go. So two things to that. I sat back and re-listened to a few of, the, a few of these interviews. You know, They were unbelievable interviews that we did because not of our you know, rambling, maniacal you know, <laughs> gibber in here, but because of what they gave us back yeah. in return. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Papadados, Sarah Kemp. Um, Jared Lyle. Dave Michaluzzi. That, yeah, I, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And to everyone who's come on this year, a huge, huge thank you as our guest because we didn't ask you about we, – we asked you about the birdie you made on the 71st, but we asked you about your canary um, that inspired your grandma that made you take, take you to golf. You know, Sarah Kemp's French bulldog. <laughs> that conversation rambled yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, ages. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy having a party. And I'm only picking a couple because they're just fresh on my mind, but – so many awesome backstories of, and people poured their guts out on here. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important as to instruct the greater population of who these kids are coming through. He, he couldn't agree with you more. And thanks to everyone. I, it, um, I was pretty proud listening back to them. No, as is always the case, we could sit here and amongst ourselves and keep ourselves entertained and have a jolly old time doing it. But um, the, the willingness of these people to come on and participate with us yeah. – um, and through it all, share their love for the game um, makes this even a whole lot more worthwhile for anybody on the other end of the microphone, I reckon. Another one just popped into my mind before yep. you tell me your last one. Is... Oh, it's about Tiger. I'm sure you're about to mention him. I no, guess. no, no. It's actually to do with another example of people sharing their world. Mark Leishman, when he came on before the Masters back in, you know, first week of April or last week in March, whenever he came on with us, and told us that, you know, if he doesn't win a a major championship, he doesn't care. I mean, he obviously does, but, mm. you know, in terms of being a good father, you know, that's that's what he sees himself being on the planet for. Yep. Well, what a bloody great story that is. <laughs> My word it is. I mean, what else do you want yep. your athletes to do as, as a, a young kid or a young parent trying to find a way through the sporting matrix, you yep. know, pick something that's awesome? How good's that? Well, let me ask you this question. Yeah. If Mark Leishman never hit another golf shot professionally, has he had a successful career as a professional golfer? Oh, absolutely. Of course he has. So don't be defo- – like, you are a professional golfer. When he teed it up down in- – when he started playing golf down in Warrnambool, if somebody had said to him, Hey, Leash, you know, in 20 years' time, 
you're going to have 25 million bucks in the bank. Um, you're not going to have a major, but you're going to, put, I'm going to give you $25 million in the bank. You happy with that? What do you reckon he would have said? Where do I sign? Where do I sign? Yeah. Exactly. So don't be defined. They're the things that you want, you know, when you're good enough and he is and he's gone close and he'll go close again. Of course, they're the things that add your name to the yeah. history books. But take it back a cog or two. What, what, what are you doing? You are a professional golfer. Yeah. We work in the media professionally. We're here to enjoy our work, do the best we can, um, be good for the people to and with the people that we work with, be a decent human being. But, you know, we want to – it's all the external stuff that we're um, – Absolutely. Uh, that, that's what um, – that's how we validate. That's how we should validate ourselves. That's what defines us. Yeah. Not how many golf tournaments you've won. I mean, no. that's, you know, so – and, and further to that, again, I'm just adding things here. I'm just gibbering. It's a time for reflection, Hazy. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, and you've already mentioned his name as part of your second highlight of the year was Lucas Herbert. Now, Herbie's had one of the great, you know, risers on the golf course. But what he's done off the course, I would argue, is equally as important. So he's given a he's given rise to so many different things. He's shown that you don't have to be, a, you know, a golden child of Golf Australia at age 19. Yep. He's shown that you can come from regional Australia. He's shown that you don't have to be on the USPGA Tour. He's shown that you can be yourself and make it. You can laugh at yourself. You can hang shit on other people. Yep. Um, you don't have to have a pure, traditional, technically sound correct. golf swing. You don't have to swing it like every other bloke on the range. You can have a little difference and, in your golf swing if you want. Absolutely. And, and he's come in here, what, four or five times, um, given us his thoughts, entertained people, Never once been untrue to himself. Yep, had a pot, true that. Had yep. a pot shot at Clates here and there. Had the courage of his convictions to go and shoot an unbelievable video it with was, us at, yep. at Commonwealth. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, it was and great. Then, but the video he shot with the um, Australian PGA at the PGA Championship was next level. I Getting up on, at 3 o'clock. And it was br- what a brilliant insight that was. Yeah, you from, know? The US, from the Australian PGA, should be absolutely congratulated for mm. that. And for Herbie, for letting people video him at 3 o'clock to show them what they go through. Yep. Unreal and, and full praise on on so many levels uh, for Lucas Herbert. Um, I you know mate, I hope you go on and be world number one. Uh, but I more hope that you stay true to who you are and and lead us through this next little maze. Well, think about the journey. You and I were there's probably ten people in the room. I don't know how many where there were, but it was the end of the second. Might he might have been interviewed both days, first and second rounds. I reckon at the Australian Open two years ago, and he was talking about I'm. I've got to do something here because I'm looking at my bank balance and I don't know whether I've got enough money to do what I want to do next week. Yep. So it's all that's what it's about right now for me. I've got to work out what it's going to cost to get me from where I am today to where I want to be next week. And I've got to make what I've got left, however I get it, I've got to make sure that I can – so that's where he was – that's where he was yeah. not that long ago. Yeah. And now you look at where he is, you know, 18 months later, two years later, and you think – this is how quickly the wheel can turn in this game, you know. A year later. A yeah. year just over a year later. Well, he, in started, fact. Yeah. he started to make that turn around at the New South Wales Open in twenty seventeen. Mm. Um he'd done a couple of things beforehand, but that was when it really started mm. to turn, when he'd started to not have to worry about that. Yep. Um you know, we've we've sat here and we've, you know, mentioned countless other people already who've had trouble keeping their cards or earning a card. They're really good players. You know, Herbie watched Others go through 
and kick goals straight away when he wasn't doing anything when mm. he first turned. And he goes, oh, I used to beat those. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I think what he's doing is showing that all the kids that he's come through the ranks with and, and all the others, um, Zach Murray has come in here and Brett Coletta has come in here and, um, you know, all our rising female flotilla, we've had Becky uh. Kay, we've had Karis Davidson, all these people, they, they all know that, oh, I used to beat that person when <laughs> I was 16. You know, I can do that. They're not yep. that good. Yep. Um, that knowledge is going to be hugely powerful in a couple of years. Yeah, and he's doing it with his people too, <laughs> which I like. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. You know, they're, they're very much a team, and um, that's a good thing. Um, look, we have to mention Tiger. You yeah. know, he, you know, but for a shot here, a shot there, he's a major champion. You know, this year, um, we hated the ways he finished. We hated the match. We hated it. We don't, none of us like what it stood for. We don't like his tournament. We don't like the fact that it gets, um, you know, golf ranking points, the volume that it gets. We don't like – we've already spoke. But take that away. That All of that, those two things aside, and he's doing that because people want him. They want they, they pay him truckloads of money yeah. to do that because of his ability to draw eyeballs. So we understand why it happens. But the fact that he is back playing at a competitive high level, competitively high level, is – Undoubtedly a, a remarkable story. It's undoubtedly good for golf. Um, it gives us time for the next wave of uh, great players to continue to emerge um, and you know, let us know who they are before he is no longer competitive. Um, and, you know, had he won that PGA Championship, it probably becomes the sports story. Forget about golf. Correct. It's probably the sports story of the year. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean... Forget who he is and whatever. If you if you have spinal fusion surgery mm. and you win one of the world's elite events, you're a, you're a legend. Forget everything else he's mm. done. Yeah, look, I, and I've got to wear. wear nah, this, Andy. we've had fun with you on that, but you know, you were you were never hoping. It no, wasn't I, as if you were hoping against it. You just didn't think it was possible. Correct, and it, which yeah. adds to the story. Sure, absolutely. You know, I, yeah. you know, full credit to him on the course. It's um, it's an unbelievable um, turn of events. I, I'm still blown away that he can turn his back to swing a golf club at 130 miles an hour. Oh, I, 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 there are guys who are athletically far more eligible to be able to do that who are 25 <laughs> years younger. Well, you and I next Tuesday are doing the longest day for Cancer Council Victoria at the Magnificent Curlers, 72 holes in a day. Um, hopefully wherever you are and it's not too late to sign up and have a crack and do it, raise a couple of bucks on the way through. What do you reckon your club head speed's going to be on the par for 18th? Um, on our 72nd hole. What, what do you reckon? Uh, best guess is probably <laughs> going to be at 85. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it to the top of the hill. Anywhere near the top of the hill, please. Yeah. Somewhere near the top of that hill. Um, right. Uh, are you done? We're done? Without, have you got one more or not? No, I mean, we could talk all day about this stuff. But, I, I again, I'm just I'm really grateful. And we'll come back to this in the third segment. I'm really grateful for everyone's support. So. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't have been inside the ropes without a whole lot of other people. Uh, they all couldn't be here today, but they've all sent uh, their end-of-year messages. So uh, here come the voices, um, one after the other, of Joe Charlton, Ali Whitaker, Mike Clayton, Martin Blake, Matty Cutler and Stacey Peters. 
G'day everyone, Joe Charlton here, and yes, it has been yet another fun year with the Inside the Ropes family. As we all do, we very much enjoy showcasing our talent stretched across the globe, but I must say that much of my time this year in the studio has highlighted the robust and relevant topics of equal opportunity and sports governance, and just how important it is that we showcase these themes in all that we do. So to that, next year, I cannot wait to launch the LPGA season at 13th Beach Golf Links, where the Vic Open symbolises just that, equal opportunity. For now, wishing everyone a safe and Merry Christmas, and we'll catch you in 2019. Hey guys, it's Ali Whitaker here and uh, I wanted to talk through a couple of my highlights from 2018. I think the first one has to be Lucas Herbert's unbelievable uh, rise through the world rankings this year. It's been absolutely stunning. Uh, he's brash, he's bold, uh, and I think he's going to turn into a real personality in golf, someone that a lot of people could get behind. Um, another people we all, person we all got behind this year was Minji Lee, and what a year, uh, without even cracking a sweat, really. So you'd have to think that she's looking good for a major in 2019. Um, 2018, this year I think was a good year in terms of equality, actually, in sports, and golf in particular, um, one of the only sports where people of all shapes, sizes, ages, gender, um, can truly play against each other. And I think a, a real highlight for me was the Australian All Abilities Championship um, played within the Australian Open this year. I think that's a great initiative and all credit goes to Kristen Hamilton and the team at, at GA for getting behind that. Uh, what am I looking forward to for next year? Uh, two events that will bookend the year, really. Um, the ISPS under Vic Open with the European Tour and the LPGA for the first time next year. From what I've heard, the women's field is going to be next level, uh, and I hope the men will follow suit. So hopefully they make the trip down, and also the President's Cup in December. Um, I think Australian golf's about to experience a bit of a resurgence. It's always been very strong, and our golf courses are unbelievable, but I think people are paying more attention these days to course design, and that's only going to do good things for Aussie golf, and it's becoming more and more on trend uh, as we go along. Um, also, President's Cup, Tiger. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I can't wait to follow the progress of uh, our two newest PGA Tour members as well in Cam Davis and Curtis Luck. Um, we'll keep you inside the ropes with their journey next year. And uh, last but not least, uh, I've got to give a special shout-out, really, to Mark Hayes for sourcing all the interviews each week. It's nowhere near as easy as he makes it look. So well done, big guy. But that's it from me. Enjoy the Aussie summer and we'll chat again next year. Later. Predictions are always a bad idea, but don't take our guns and don't take our 30 yards turned into don't take our 60 yards by the time Cameron Champ came out into tour. So hopefully his extraordinary length will prompt the administrators into doing something about the golf ball. Thanks for listening to Inside the Ropes and we look forward to a great year next year. Hi everyone, this is Martin Blake, Senior Writer, Golf Australia, and sometime co-host of Inside the Ropes. What a fun year we had in 2018. It's a tough gig, someone has to do it, someone's got to straighten Hazy out, someone's got to keep Andy in check, we've got to get Clates to talk into the microphone, but we enjoy it all the same. 2019's going to be a huge year in golf, can Tiger win a major at 43, can some of the Australians jump up and uh, do something special, can Minji Lee win a major for Australia for the first time, and late in the year the President's Cup coming down under as well so have a merry christmas and a happy new year may all your putts drop this is matt cutler 
I had a great time playing a very small part on Inside the Ropes this year. In 2018, my highlights were seeing Minji Lee and Cameron Smith go to the next level and show that they are truly great players. In 2019, I'm looking forward to seeing more of our young professionals transition and show us what they can do out on the world stage. Have a great Christmas and see you all next year. G'day, I'm Stacey Peters, and wow, what a year it's been on Inside the Ropes. I've absolutely loved being a part of the show, and I've loved reporting to you guys from well, Ireland, Argentina, the US, New Zealand, um, with so many highlights throughout the year. But it's really hard for me to go past watching Grace Kim and Carl Phillips both win individual gold at the Youth Olympics in Argentina. That was pretty special to be there and witness that. But I guess really exciting to be able to report back live to Inside the Ropes in Australia. So I hope everybody has a great uh, great Christmas and I'm really looking forward to being a part of the show in 2019. Thanks for having me, guys. So there they are, uh, minus one or two who we've already mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, it is no show uh, equally without them. And we love their, we love them all as people and we love them all as uh, team members here at Inside the Ropes. So thanks to every single one of them. You can hear their passion uh, shining through you, can't you? Good people. You know? Yeah, they really are. Um, my huge and humble thanks. They've gone out of their way, often unpaid, to come and do this stuff. So thank you for adding um, yep. this responsibility to everything else you do for golf, um, particularly thanks to Ali Whitaker there uh, for her kind words. Very, a bit over the top, I would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd agree. I agree with that, Andy. <laughs> but, yeah, no, Ali's, um, Ali's a good example of, you know, commitment. She's jumped off planes several times this year and run straight to the studio to help us out. So um, big thanks to her and everyone. Just, she might, she's making a difference. She is making an she's enormous making difference. difference, and not only in women's golf now, it's just in golf generally, in which fact, is the obviously... Three, the three women we've got on this show, <laughs> in their own special way, are all making fairly solid and significant contributions to the game, let's be honest. And know? growing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we, we, we'll we get to the point where, uh, and some of us already have, but where everyone just goes, Ali Whitaker's an awesome commentator. Yeah. Joe Charlton's an awesome administrator, whatever it is, yep. um, Stacey. Um, but... It's not just in the women's game. Yeah. It's just golf. The game, exactly. Uh, speaking of somebody who is happen does happen to be a woman and is uh, happening to make a significant difference, uh, Minji Lee, what a year she's had. Um, she's going to join us on the other side of the break here on Inside the Ropes. Hi, I'm Minji Lee, and I'm proud to be an ambassador for MyGolf, Australian Golf's national junior program. One of my favourite things about coming back to Australia is seeing all the kids getting into golf. My golf is every Aussie kid's first step on their golfing pathway. It's all about fun and friendship, learning golf and life skills in a safe and healthy environment. So, if your child is between 5 and 12 years old, be sure to find a program near you at mygolf.org.au. Welcome back to the show. Um, we've got a bit of um, housekeeping we need to attend to before we get to one of the most special guests we've got access to on the show all year, Hazy. All year we've been. This is, this is going to be awesome. We're so. trying to get Minji Lee. She's, a hard, she's harder to get hold of than Elvis. <laughs> uh, but we've got Minji Lee who's about to join us. So uh, we're very much looking forward to having a chat to her. And I've just been, because we uh, threw in a lot of things in that first segment, Andy, and I forgot to mention one. So it's my fault. Greg oh, Oakford's well. chastised me. He has. Uh, and I've, I need to mention Blitz Golf, which is uh, returning for its second coming at the mighty Kerr Lewis Golf Club. 
on the 4th of January. So the revolutionary new sort of hmm. rapid golf format. Come down to the Ballerine Peninsula again. It's, We're it's going to be a... You may, as well, you may as well bring a tent and no, stay just down move, there. Let's just move down there. Yeah, we'll, we'll live there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's on the 4th of January. It's a one-day golf tournament. So get down there and have a look. It's going to be awesome. Blitz Golf at Kerr Lewis. Absolutely. be magnificent and you'd be mad not to be part of it. Uh, without further ado, uh, it is a joy on our last show for the year to... Welcome to the program, uh, one of the finest young players in Australia, uh, the recent recipient of the Greg Norman Medal, the first female to have that honour bestowed upon her. Uh, it couldn't have been bestowed upon a more fitting uh, recipient. Of course, we talk about Minji Lee, who has been uh, one of the real standard bearers for Australian golf in the last couple of years. And uh, it's a delight to say hello and welcome, Minji, and thanks for joining us on Inside the Ropes. Hello. Where do we find you at the moment? Where are you? I'm currently in Korea, but I'm going to be back in Australia in a couple of days. So. Well, that'll be a good thing for all of us. Um, that. <laughs> hey, just a congratulations. I know you get a lot of pats on the back for a lot of the things that you've been you know, achieving and will continue to achieve, but um, you know, it was a really significant moment for Australian golf when you were announced uh, a week and a half ago now as the recipient of the Greg Norman Medal. Even from a long way away, did you did you get a sense for how important you know that was? Yeah, I mean, I um, I got to call in um, a Skype session, like interview um, in in the actual um, awards night, so that was pretty cool. Um, I didn't know that was actually possible, but I think Greg was on the other line, and I was um, on the big screen there too. So, yeah, I just got a sense of um, like how special it actually is to be the first female to be able to be the recipient of that award and I mean obviously it's really special to me um it's just sort of like a sort of like a reward for how all the hard work that I've put in um so far into being a professional golfer so it's just such a great honor to me I was going to ask if you'd met the shark but I think it's more probably practical has the shark ever met Minji (laughs) (laughs) I've I've never met Greg actually because it seemed like watching that from afar, I wasn't at the Gold Coast, but it seemed like you were quite, you know, was he one of your heroes or was it, you, you seemed quite in awe of, of the man himself? Um, obviously, I, well, I don't think I really watched him play that much when I was starting, I think. I just like, obviously, I just looked at videos and, um, and I guess YouTube, YouTube on just his play before. Yeah. So obviously he was um, he was on tour uh, much before I was on tour. So um, yeah, I never I haven't met him before. So I, hopefully I get a chance to meet him in the future. Do, do you follow him on social media, Minji? Do you happen to follow his Instagram account or any of his kind of social media offerings? <laughs> I've seen it, but I don't. Hello. Well, hopefully, hopefully, when you do get to meet him, he's got his shirt. On, he's actually got some clothes on. Hopefully, hopefully, he's not in oh, the nude. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw, I saw that, I saw that. Oh, it's pretty. Hey, the whole but, um, what, Minji, very Minji. bold. That's <laughs> the one I say. Bold is a very, very good word for it. In all honesty, though, Minji, like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if because um, you haven't had the chance to come home and sort of experience the delight that your victory gave everyone because it's um it was without you know getting into your pockets too far here it, it's something that was really well received and and 
broke it broke barriers. Are you happy to be the person who carries the can for that sort of activity? Um, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I sort of always my my goal was always to obviously be a professional golfer, and I always wanted I wanted to be successful. But I think the biggest thing for me is um, to be a role model to all the kids and all the amateurs um, coming up and playing golf in Australia. So I think that's, um, that, was always, that's all, that was always a really big thing for me. So I think um, to be the first female and um, to be able to win that kind of award is, um, is I, I mean, it hopefully that inspires a lot of the kids and um, a lot of the girls to um, be able to, follow their dreams and um, hopefully come out on the LPGA someday. So, yeah, I think it's pretty special to me. And I, I, it's a privilege to be in this position. Uh, yeah, no doubt. And well said. I, I put out a tweet at the time. I'm just saying, wouldn't it be nice? And don't get me wrong, I'm not um, criticising your Korean mm-hmm. sponsors at all, not in the slightest at all. I think they're a fantastic backer of women's golf generally and you specifically, obviously. But don't you think it would be nice if one day mm-hmm. this was to be recognised more domestically and that you could carry around a couple of company names on your shirt that were more recognisable at home? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually did see that tweet um, come up and I was like, that would be that would be so amazing, I think, just for golf in Australia and obviously women's golf in Australia. And, yeah, I just... I just I've been trying to um, get maybe some sort of Australian sponsor, but it's been pretty hard. Um, it's been pretty hard. So, yeah, um, hopefully one day. Uh, we'll take up the one day. Um, we are able to. We might help take up the fight for you, Minji, because I think it's sort of it's criminal, really. <laughs> it's criminal, Andy, isn't it? Really, that we can. Uh, have our no doubt our best player, and that's why she's a Greg Norman medalist. Have our best player in this country mm. not formally recognised by a domestic sponsor? No, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, I'm glad that you know you, there's clearly an enthusiasm from your perspective, Minji, to you know if it's possible to kind of see that happen one of these days. So it would be it would be a brilliant thing, given the fact that you are now you know absolutely on the front line of women's golf, and you know the exposure that you get on a you know weekly basis when you're you know in tour kind of mode. Um, would be a fantastic way of taking, you know, kind of local brands and, you know, Australia to, to the world. Uh, so that kind of leads me to, you know, kind of the next question for me is you've had an unbelievable year. You know, you've had, you had the win, the 13 top tens. Um, h- how much is yeah. your drive going into 2019 turning some of those near finish, finishes into more victories? How driven are you mm-hmm. to kind of do that? Yeah, I mean, um, I think I had, I don't know, three or four second places um, this year, and obviously it's not a bad thing, but I think I, I think in the end, if you keep putting yourself in position, I think you'll eventually win more and more. So mm-hmm. I think um, this year I really put, put myself in, content, in contention, and um, I I sort of didn't get the work, uh, didn't get, didn't get, I guess that last day I didn't really quite get it done. So I think um, just to look, I think for next year I just need to look back and see where I um, where I went wrong. Well, not where I went wrong, but where I could improve on and just um, 
just sort of analyze that little bit and try and put take it take it into I guess maybe the final round or or the third round where I could have done a little bit better. So I I think that's really going to be the key. But I, for me, I think it's probably more focused, um, more than like technique stuff. So um, I'll probably try work on that. Being very harsh on yourself there, oh, from, would... from afar, because like it's taken it's it's taken things like. But I, I mean, I, I mean, really, anal- I really had to analyze, analyze things. <laughs> Just yeah. giving you guys the inside. <laughs> no, absolutely, and we appreciate that. Um, but you've had things happen to you this year, like, and I'd love you to tell us about it right now. Actually, you remember at San Francisco, you've birdied the playoff hole, and oh. you've and you've mm-hmm. lost to one of the all-time great shots from your old mate Lydia Ko. I mean. Things like that, just you just can't really, um, you know, fight against or guard against, can you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I did everything in my control to actually get into that playoff and into that position. So, I mean, um, she just hit an amazing shot, and it, and she made eagle. So I don't think I could really, I could win that event. But um, you know, she she did great, and I I just. I don't know. I don't really have words because I did. I did my very best too. So mm. I can't really say that I had a bad result. No, not so. at all. That's. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm, intri- I'm intrigued yeah. to know what you thought when uh, when she's hit that three wood or whatever it was. To, you know, it looked like it was an albatross for oh. for a long time. What were you thinking up the fairway? I th- I think she was probably in the perfect spot to um to act because I hit. I was like really pumped with adrenaline so my driver went really long and I was I wasn't surprised that it went that long um so I think it, 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 on any other day my drive would probably have gone maybe close to her or a little bit further than her drive was um on that day so I think she was far back enough to hit a three wood over that um over the tree there was like one tree that sort of you have to hit over and the pin was tucked front left yep. so she was just she was on the right side of the fairway, so I, I mean, when she hit it, it looked perfect. So <laughs> I, I didn't really, yeah, I was just like, let's just try and hit it as close as she did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was what I was thinking, pretty much. So, so Minji, with your game in such good order, um, you know, after the that you know you've had and the trajectory you're on up to, you know, number six in the world right now. Um, what do you work on now? Do you work on? Are you trying to get the mechanics? of your game better or are they in a really good place and now it's working on um, kind of game management, round management, strategy, um, staying, you know, at your best in the moment? Is is it more a mental approach to the game now that you're kind of focusing on improving or, or is it still a lot of work to be done technically? Um, I think technically I'm pretty sound. Um, I mean, if I go, if I have like, if my shot is going a little wrong or I know pretty much where I, where I go wrong in my swing. So like technically I can, I can really pinpoint that. And obviously I have Richie who helps me with that too. Um, and I think, yeah, I'm probably um, psychologically, oh, not psychologically, but just like mentally um, just try and focus a little bit more here and there. Um, and I think that it's really down to the two percent now. So, mm. Um, just be really consistent in my routine, and um, I've I've been on tour four years now, so I sort of know um, like my fitness routine and things that I can really be 
consistent on, then I think that will that will that's really gonna. I mean, been the key this year, so I think I'll just keep it the same for next year. Um, and then I think just try and get a little bit longer um, in my distance, and yeah, just maybe mentally a little bit sharper. Minji, we've obviously had high hopes for you for, for quite a while, but you're a very humble person. Um, I don't imagine that you ever considered yourself, you know, one of the absolute cream elite players in the world of golf. Are you more at ease now with the fact that you are, you know, you're one or two tournaments away in theory from being the world number one? Have you, are you at ease with that in your mind or is it something that sort of, you know, you still haven't quite come to terms with? Um. I think now that, like, one of my goals was to be inside the top 10 in the Rolex ranking at the beginning of the year. So, like, once I sort of broke into the top 10, I, I just sort of, I sort of felt like I, I could really contend every every week. And um, But I, I, I think the world number one thing is always in everyone's back of, I mean, it's in my back of, it's in the back of my mind, and I think it's in everybody's. Um, and that's always such a big goal that you have, and that's a dream that you always have um, if you want to, it, as a professional golfer. So I think, yes, um, I know that I'm a couple tournaments away from being able to do that, but I don't really think about it like, oh, my God, I can be world number one. Like, I, I would never think about it like that. But yeah. I, I just try I just try and go into every week, try my best, Um try and put myself in convention and have a chance to hold the trophy at the end of the week. So that's pretty much my my thinking every every week and and it, it always has been and probably always will be. Did you did you ever at any stage this year, Minji, think about kneecapping area Jatanagan just so that you could <laughs> uh, take another step or two up? Because without her you've had one of the great seasons of all time. Oh no, 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 never. <laughs> I'm I, just I I mean uh, um <laughs> I mean, because she's there, I think I have that extra motivation, and it and to have players like um, like her on tour, I think makes everybody work that little bit more harder and yeah. makes the tour a, a little bit that much better. So, I think it's good that um, that we have her and all the amazing golfers um, that we have on tour. I mean, just a, are you a, are you a kind of sports fan outside of doing what you do for a living and doing it as well as you do? Are you a kind of sports fan? Do you follow you know other kind of sports and stuff around Australia and around the world? Um, well, not really. I used to follow the footy a little bit, but um, not not really. So, so if let it me... comes on if it comes on TV, then I'll watch it, but. So, so let me ask but, you. Nah, some, really. <laughs> something I'm sort of bang on about, and I, I love the fact that I talk about it a lot on kind of the radio show I do is this kind of emergence of it's not a new emergence, but the position of prominence so many of our female sports stars in Australia are occupying at the moment. You know, you're our best golfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph Gilmore's our best surfer. Um, you know, the the Matildas are our best soccer team. The cricketers, the Elise Perry and a cricket team are the best cricket team in Australia. It's the women who are leading the way at the moment. There's this awesome kind of groundswell amongst women's sport. Do you feel at all connected to that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, like it's big in Australia that like all in all in all women's sports that we have. So um, that's I think that's really cool. I mean. Mm. 
I, I don't think any other country has seen seen that. So it's um, it's awesome to I don't know see this I guess emergence, like you said, and um, I hope I hope like other countries um, can sort of see how amazing um, female athletes are and um, how and I guess how big it's starting to get. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, hundred percent. Have you have you let your mind wander? I know that you're a pretty focused young lady, but have you let your mind wander to Tokyo in twenty twenty yet? Because I know you had such a great experience in Rio. Um, do you have an Olympic medal on your mind, or just just an inclusion in the team, or what? What's on your on your Olympic radar? I mean, yeah, that's it. the Olympics in two years. and it's and I definitely want to be in the position to go again. So, um, yeah, I, and I definitely want to be able, be able to have a chance to win a medal. So that would be amazing. That would be so cool. So, yeah, it's definitely in the back of my mind. Um, it's been two years. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I think if I just concentrate on <laughs> – if I concentrate on, on tour and um, you can – you'll automatically – it will be a result of the mm. play um, for the next two years. So, yeah, I think if I just concentrate on where I am um, at that stage, at that stage, then I'll, hopefully I'll have a good chance to be able to go to Tokyo. That's awesome. So, we, Andy's already mentioned all your top tens this year, thirteen on the LPGA tour. That that fails to take into consideration yeah. <laughs> the uh, the win at the Vic Open, where hopefully you'll come back and defend soon, and also the runner-up finish at Canberra. Um, we all know how good yeah. you are on the course. What about you off the course? What do you do for 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 kicks and for fun when you when you hang up the clubs when after a busy period? Um, I just I just like to to relax. Really, I mean, being on tour, you always have to go 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 to new places and new places that you're unfamiliar with. So I just like to put the clubs away, see my friends. Um, go to the beach, have good food, and just relax. I think that's my biggest thing. Are there any good beaches in Korea? Um, well, no. I meant I meant in Australia. No, of course. <laughs> when I go back, I'm not going to the beach. <laughs> there's a couple of decent yeah. beaches over in Perth. There's, oh. one, well, there's one or two you can find over in the hometown oh. that are that are okay. Where, where do you go? Do you go to Cottesloe or Scarborough, or what do you do? Um. Yeah, Cotton Coogee's pretty close to where I live and Fremantle, so um, yeah, if I'm feeling like I want to go all the way to Cot, then I'll go, but um, yeah, I'll probably just stick around home. Frio's right there, so... Just go, don't go out too deep. Yeah. Don't go out too deep, Minji. There's a few big grey <laughs> things that swim around the waters over there in Western Australia. We don't, we don't want you having a... One take a little bite out of one of your arms. <laughs> we, we, your arms and legs are far too valuable oh, to people yeah. like us who I mean, love our guy. I don't surf, so I don't really go that deep. <laughs> I don't go out that far. Hey, whatever's working for you, keep doing it. It's um, It's been a remarkable couple of years since that day down at 13th Beach when a lot of us got to know you a whole lot better for the first time and everything you've done since then has been awesome. And um, we can't wait for 2019 to roll around and um, see so you do what you've been doing so well. It's a joy to have you on the show. Enjoy the um, little downtime before you have to pick up those sticks again and um, and get stuck back into it. Um, thanks for joining us and congratulations on the year that you've had. 
Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. You're a star, Minji. Thank you. Minji Lee, our special guest on Inside <laughs> the Ropes. We'll get a break. Uh, we'll get a break out of the way. Come back with more on the other side of this. Hi, this is Sherelle McMahon. Swing Fit is the fun, healthy, social way for women to get started in golf. You'll learn the basics of the golf swing and how to putt over a six-week program and get your whole body moving through yoga and Pilates-style exercises. You don't need any golf knowledge or equipment. Simply turn up in comfy clothing and get started. You'll be surrounded by like-minded people and receive constant support. So get outdoors, meet new friends and learn a sport that you can play for the rest of your life. To find a program Welcome back to the show. Great to have Minji Lee on the show. So much to look forward to there. Well, that's just about it, Hazy. We're just about done and dusted for the year. We touched on the longest day earlier. Can we yeah. just give another shout out? You and I are doing it with a mate of yours, Dave Walder. David Walder. Um, I can't believe I'm going to have to carry around two moping Carlton supporters <laughs> around 72 holes know, of we'll, golf. We'll, we'll comfort one another. We don't need your assistance. Um, uh, if people do want to... Go to your Twitter handle. Yeah. We've got a group fundraising page going. If people have got five bucks, they want to kick in. It goes to the Cancer Council for treatment and research into, um, you know, melanoma in particular, but um, you know, all cancer. Um, it's a fantastic cause. It's on the up every single year. It's getting. It's making a more significant contribution to the fight against cancer every single year. Such is the nature of the people who yeah. are uh, participating in. Twenty cents is enough. Twenty cents is enough. Absolutely. Yeah, just so. if you, uh, it's a busy time of year for everyone's financial demands, and um, we don't want to push that. But yeah, anything you can do to help, um, we'll both put it out on Twitter. Yep. Um, when this show's airing, it'll be there on, on both our Twitter handles. So, Hazy Twenty Four, and what's yours, Andy? Uh, at I, Andy Mar DFA. What is that? Delisted free agent. That's what I say to people because <laughs> I was when I started that Twitter. Uh, I changed my thumb. So, sort of no longer that. So. DFA could stand for something else, which I get accused of <laughs> from time to time. But we won't go into that right no, now because it's there. a family-friendly show. Um, so, yeah, uh, and good luck to everybody who's doing the longest day or has done it. You're a good soul and it's for a good cause. Um, Vic Open. Yeah, we have to. just is remarkable. Yeah, so I mean, everyone knows, um, you know, it's going to have the four tour sponsor, um, sanction partners, um, LPGA, the European Tour Internationally, and of course the ALPG and the PGA Tour of Australasia. Um, domestically, um, there was a launch last week, Andy, where we um, announced an unknown in the sponsorship circles. I don't know if you've heard of them, the ISPS hand up. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, they're, they're fairly <laughs> solid. Uh, yeah. Amazing yeah. that Midori uh, Miyazaki and her crew representing Harahisa Handa, Dr. Handa, um, have done so much for Australian golf and they've chipped in again to, you know, for a tournament that's really kicking goals. And I'm sure that both partners will be. Happy with the way it works out, but um, yeah, really exciting to see um, the players come back and support. Richard Green, Rebecca Artis, Sue O, Lucas Herbert all came down to throw their two bobs Brilliant. worth in. That's so that's going to be awesome. And that's the week before the um, Women's Australian Open. And we announced during the week, Penilla Lindbergh and your girl, Georgia Hall, the Brilliant. first two um, in the field uh, major champions. So it's going to be huge two weeks in early February. Yeah. And look, you know, if you can, if you can find your way there um, and you've never been to watch, you know, elite level women's golf, any women's golf for that matter, but elite level, elite level women's golf, we say this all the time. From a male perspective, it's so much more beneficial, oh, yeah. honestly, to go and watch the women play than it is watch the men. It so is. It really is. And, uh, and, the two, so 13th Beach Golf Links um, on the Ballerine Peninsula and the Grange, which is just one of the, you know, best 
venues you could ever go yeah, to. Like yeah, great clubhouse, great atmosphere. They're both really special tournaments, and the and the girls and the boys of the Vic Open too. But the girls at both tournaments are uh, they give off um, a really welcoming vibe. Yep, yep. I don't know. They do without how to express that, but it's just something. If you have never been to a golf tournament, get yourself to either Victoria or South Australia and get involved. Uh, that's it. We're done. I couldn't agree with you more, by the way. Um, we need to think. We've sort of done what, all that. What about these highlights, oh. Andy? Oh, my God, yes. Should we leave? Let's, let's, I'll tell you what we're going to do, right? We're going to do our thank yous. <laughs> okay. I'm making a decision here on the run. Yeah, that's, that's let's thank, thank everybody who's been part of it, which we've already done. Can I also just a shout-out to all the crew here at SEN and Croc Media who have, at the back end, after we've done our um, jibber-jabbering on the way through, they're the ones that have to cut it into some sort of shape and turn what is often two hours of gibberish into a 44-minute radio <laughs> show, uh, quite aside from the podcast. Uh, thanks to the team uh, who have made that possible. Um, Hazy, you know, you, you have taken this on. It's pulled by the horn stuff with you. Um, you put in way too much time and effort into it. I've told you that a thousand times, but you don't know when to stop and you care so much about it and um, it's a credit to you. That, uh, it underlines your commitment to not only you know being the best you can be at your job, but your commitment to what GA is doing and um, you know what we want golf to be. That um, Thanks, Andy. you're a powerful individual, my friend, and <laughs> you've done a great job again. So well done to you. Thank you. I very much appreciate that. And um, uh, uh, some times this year you've um, not been available for selection, and we've given you grief when you haven't <laughs> been here. But my world is so much easier when you're at the helm, and the way you've committed to it, and your knowledge and understanding of the game is first class. And I couldn't thank uh, you more for your contribution. No, I'm just come along for the ride, mate. No, um, no. So, but, but I need to thank others yep, who have made it happen. Yep. And, and um, it's John Sutherland's of course, brainchild. Yeah. Without him. How's but, he going after Sam Doherty's knee? Uh, it wasn't ideal. No, Some no, choice no. words I learned. Yep. I did, I, every time <laughs> Carlton player goes down, I learn a new <laughs> section of vocabulary from Sutter. <laughs> yes. uh, it is, um, you know, all the, all the crew at GA behind the scenes who, who um, support this and make it possible mm. for me to duck out and do my thing here. Um, I really want to mention that I know this is a bit weird and I don't mean this is sound suck up, but I've had so much support from the board members Great. who listen to it. Great. Um, and I think with their support, you know, it makes it so much easier to um, justify everything to the, to the staff as well. So thank you to all the board members who listen. There's my big suck for the, for the year. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it I really want to thank everyone for listening. I'd really ask that you share your love of the podcast with others because we do speak to the rusted-on masses of golf supporters, and if we can share that love with someone you think might get a giggle out of this or mm. um, maybe start learning about the golfing stories behind the headlines, then I encourage you to do that for us on our behalf. And, um, yeah, thanks for everyone for their support. So, uh, endorse all of that. So, to that end, uh, it's been a year of many and varied conversations. Um, if we, this could have gone for uh, somebody who needed to actually drag you away from the computer as you were trying to find bits and pieces. Uh, we've just gathered a little sample of uh, the types of conversations and the fun that we've had here uh, on the way through in 2018. Thanks for being part of the show, everybody. Uh, as we say, goodbye for the year. Here's a little bit of what we got up to. He was asked whether he would change a light bulb. Did you read that? Uh, go on. He was asked whether he would change a light bulb uh, in his house, and he said, no, no, I wouldn't. For a start, my wife's taller than me, so she's six foot four, Angie. 
Uh, so I'd get her to do it if we had to at, put at a pinch. But he said, I wouldn't want to risk my hands. My hands are my career, Andy. And uh, I just think changing a light bulb would jeopardise what I'm all about. He, uh, I think there was a survey. Oh, Andy. that makes me like him even more. <laughs> oh, I'd call him ultra crepidarian. Someone who talks about a subject of which they have no knowledge, <laughs> <laughs> which would be kind of a little unfair because you know, he says lots of good things. But you know, there's the title of our podcast this week. That's, that's, that's good luck spelling that. <laughs> it's fine if you want to grow rough over a great course like Marion or Oakland mm. Hills or Olympic. But we don't want to grow rough over Kingsneath and Rawnbottom because it completely defeats the point of them. It's also to maintain the integrity of the golf course. That was the, the whole job was to keep the equipment reined into a point where you maintain the integrity of the golf courses. And the RNA, when they play the Open at St Andrews now, the second tee's on the Himalayas putting course. Yeah. The, the ninth green's on the Eden course. This no, is, yeah, this the, is the, fascinating. Ninth green's on the new course. So, sorry, the ninth tee's on the new course. The 14th tee's on the Eden course. The 17th tee's out of bounds. So, so they've clearly recognised, while one half of them is arguing, well, there's no evidence that the ball's going any further. <laughs> well, there's no evidence smoking causes cancer. We all swallowed that for 40 years. And He's know, informed it, eh? At, and at the same time, they're putting tees on other golf courses to try and you know, maintain some integrity <laughs> of the greatest course in the world. Be an alcoholic if you do. You know, if you watched the PGA Tour last week and had a drink every time oh, they mentioned yeah. the bear trap. Yes. Yeah, true. But, you know, it's a golf tournament. It was fun. It was interesting. I mean, I think everyone had... There was the only interest last week, aside from what happened in the playoff, was how Tiger played. Look, we had an unfortunate incident at the um, the ISPS Honda Women's Australian Open a yeah. couple of weeks ago with Morgan Pressel, where she ended up having a, uh, a mid-air argument with a Corella. Right. Um, which the Corella lost um, in a significant way. <laughs> but because the ball was played from off the putting green, um, there's, so there's no cancellation. Okay, so you just play from where yeah, it the, yeah, right. the incidents that Clates are talking about, it's because the ball was played from on the putting green. Okay, right. There you go. Good to, some, that's good to know. We've got some angry Corellas on the line now, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the best golf commentary I've ever heard. Uh, apologies to some, um, you know, Jim Nances of the world. But the best com- golf commentary I've ever heard is Ross Fisher has a hole-in-one in Mexico City. Es Ross Fisher, el británico, hoyo número 3, fierro 9, 157 yardas. Estupendo swing. Allá va. Cae muy bien. Gran aterrizaje. Corre, 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 corre. Sí, 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 sí. Hole, hole. Hoyo en uno. Ross Fisher, lo que acabas de hacer. Ver al británico. So you did a rendition of it for her. And I I still haven't heard it. Can you? Such a. I I think for the listening audience, you need to just reprise a bit of that for us. Can you just give us the best, your best Spandau Ballet, please? Always believe in yourself. You've got the power to know you're indestructible. Always believe it. You are gold. 
Um, it's been, you know, kind of a bit of a, a battle in terms of trying to get access to what you need to improve your game. So I'm going to pitch in a hundred bucks towards your golf and uh, and send up a bit of a care package of uh, some golf balls and shirts and stuff like that to the to the My Golf Clinic up in Gove because, you know what, it's. You said on your website that you hope to inspire the next generation. Well, you've inspired the last generation as well. So congratulations. Um, I'm getting a bit teary, actually. Yeah, no, it's great. Hell, good it's, on you. It's, it's a great seriously something that's super cool. And, and I implore all professional golfers as well to look kind of to look back on where they've come from as you're looking forward for the next generation. Oh, that's a great Thank thing. you so much. Actually, no, no, you've got to... I'm going to be stiff. We're going to re-enact the phone okay, call. Okay, okay. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Hey, Steph, it's Stace. Oh, hi, Stace. How are you going? Good. Now, I know I caught you at a rough moment earlier at Riversdale. You hadn't had the best finish, but um, I wanted your day to end on a brighter note. Oh, yeah. What have you got? Well, you know Queen's Hurricane Selection has uh, been approaching, oh, and I know that's something that's been a big goal of you're yours. You're not stupid, Stacey. Of course I know about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh. I would like to congratulate, uh, congratulate you on making the team. Did it go something like that? Look, it was very similar. That was, uh, to be honest, that was a bit of a PG-rated movie, but we'll go with that.